0: Today's episode of the NFL Show is brought to you by State Farm. When you need a game plan for protection, State Farm agents are here to help. With personalized service, agents are available to talk in person, over text, through the State Farm app. So go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. Find an agent in your neighborhood today. State Farm. Talk to an agent today. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Show. I'm Robert Mays, joined as always by Kevin Clark. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? I have seen Jason Garrett's football
1: team live in 2019, and I did not like it.
0: I forgot that you were at that game. How miserable was it? Well, my
1: scarf blew away.
0: How? So, did, uh, did you run a car? Is that how you get back and forth to July? I do. Yeah,
1: I was. I was here all week, and so I had to go back. You can't really stay around Foxborough during the weekend. Um, no hotels around there except for the one on the premises, which sells out months in advance. And so, yeah, in order to get to and from Gillette Stadium, you have to you have to rent a car. And I decided I got out of the hotel and there's sort of an overhang, and I was like, I'll just regroup during the rain once I'm out there. And then, as soon as I got outside, there was sideways rain that came right into me, which I actually preferred because I got drenched immediately upon stepping out. And then I was like, well, I can't get any more soaked and so i just uh made an undignified drive uh while soaking wet by the way
0: because i didn't have a driver's license i couldn't rent a car so i had to find other modes of transportation back and forth to there and it was like two degrees outside and i had to wait for like half an hour outside of that weird bass pro shop for an uber to get back to boston it was terrible
1: before the the ravens afc championship game
0: i forgot to get a parking pass
1: and I think I paid $120 to park a mile away. It's a
0: great move by you.
1: That, that was 2012. So that was AFC championship pricing. Luckily, I parked at the stadium today. However, so what, once I once I got out of the car, uh what? Well, hold on. Once I
0: got out of the car, my scarf just blew away. That's all you guys need to know. So what was worse? Jason Garrett's football team or the weather?
1: Well, they can't, they 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 became one and they became intertwined, right? Because when I looked at that weather, the first thing I thought about when I even looked out of my hotel room this morning was I'm not going to learn anything about either team today. It's just going to be one of those gross games. No, it's going to be, you know, no one can get a handle on the ball. Maybe there's some fumble luck. And that actually didn't end up happening because I learned a lot about the Cowboys. I was reminded. Um, how conservative Jason Garrett can be, despite the fact that his quarterback can play like a legitimate superstar this year. Uh, You cannot kick that field goal. Jason Garrett, you cannot make special teams mistakes all over the place. I learned even despite going into this game and saying, I'm not going to learn anything. I learned that Jason Garrett and the 2019 Cowboys are not the team that they can be. And, you know, after the game, Jerry Jones kind of went off on Jason Garrett. We've actually kind of a lot of the Cowboys writers saying say they've never seen that before um, with with respect to Jerry and his comments about Jason Garrett. I don't know. I mean, he kind of goes back and forth. He, he seems to have said some really harsh things about Jason Garrett. And then like the next day, he always goes on the radio and says that. Jason Garrett's like the best coach in football or something. So we'll have to see how those comments age. But
0: it was a really bad, really strange Cowboys performance for me. If you had to stack up the Cowboys roster with the other rosters in the NFL, how many rosters would you rather have than Dallas?
1: Well, not many. I think that, that's, that's a hard question. That's a hard question to answer. Because we haven't seen how good this Cowboys team could be and i think that actually i think we have an idea in our head what this cowboys team is supposed to look like you know des bryant said this on twitter des bryant is becoming an dis- indispensable pundit <laughs> on social media but he said that he he said that the cowboys had better talent and the patriots have a better game plan and coaching staff and i think we saw the value of that but i, I don't know i mean it's really hard for me we just haven't seen the Cowboys coached by a competent coaching staff, and you know I've, I've seen a lot of Cowboys writers talk about this. That Jason Garrett essentially believes in execution above all else. If if the Cowboys execute, they will win. All that stuff, right? So that's why maybe good ideas or innovation or some of these things kind of take a back seat. <laughs> good because,
0: ideas take a back seat. Yeah,
1: because Jason Garrett's like, well, it doesn't matter if there's good ideas. It matters if you execute. And I just think that's such a backwards sort of early 90s way. It's ridiculous football. And I don't know, man. I mean, anyway, the the long story short is that you cannot maximize your
0: talent uh, if you're not giving them good ideas to work with. I like Kellen Moore, and I think Kellen Moore is smart. And I'll be curious to see how that goes. At this point, this roster more or less is going to be back next year, depending on what they do with Cooper. Because there's going to be a franchise tag and a transition and a transition tag next year because of the mm-hmm. CBA. So they can transition one of those guys and they can transition Cooper and bring back and franchise Dak if it comes to that. We can get to the Dak thing in a second. But for the most part, I think this offense is going to come back relatively intact next year. And I just don't understand how you can roll with this coaching staff again. They don't really have any weaknesses. Like, you rather have a better tight end. That's it. Their offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. Dak has been playing at an MVP level all season. He didn't look good today, but he played in, in driving rainstorm against the best defense in the league. And they have a really, really good pass catching talent. And you, you have the richest running back in the NFL now. Yamari Cooper has been fantastic this year. Michael Gallup is a great two. Rayno Cobb has been somehow rejuvenated. This This offense should be so, so good. And this team just has so many talented players on it. They've drafted so well over the last five years, and it just seems like such a waste to keep riding with this infrastructure year in and year out when you've seen that it doesn't work. Yep.
1: I mean, Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than the Cowboys are franchise right now, Um, and I think that their talent needs to be maximized. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine if they had a top five Coach, I mean, I think no. that you know we we talked a little bit about this with the Browns and and, I, and the Cowboys have I think more talent than the Browns, but I what did I say? Were well, there are like ten coaches who could win thirteen games with that Browns team? I mean, how many coaches do you think could could be and make the Cowboys into a top top shelf NFC contender?
0: I think a lot. A I, lot. I, I think there's at least ten. Like what if I Kyle Shanahan was the coach of this Cowboys team? Yeah. What if Matt LaFleur yeah. was the coach of this Cowboys team? It, yeah. it just, it's bad. Or like, just, or like even like Mike Zimmer, right? Yes. So, he, no matter what. Cause at least so Mike Zimmer does something out. well. Yes. And, and it's just the frustrating part about it. I, I don't care about the Cowboys, but when you're watching this from afar, this is like a $5 billion franchise and they're just letting <laughs> Jason Garrett run it. It makes no sense to me. I, I, the the Jerry Jones thing is – it's so interesting because he has this unflinching loyalty when it comes to certain people. And with the players, that often has worked out. But there's just this – there's this insular approach to the way they mm-hmm. do things there. And again, when you have the richest franchise in the league, the in a lot of ways, the Keystone franchise in the league, it is just so – maddening and so strange to watch it be run like a mom and pop shop sometimes.
1: All right. I have three coaches for you. Would Ron Rivera win 13 games with the
0: Cowboys? I would take Ron Rivera over Jason Garrett any day. What about Cliff Kingsbury? That's actually a really fun one. I think I, I don't know the answer to that. I think the offense would be really fun to watch though. Okay. Last one. A- Anthony Lynn. I- I'm kind of back and forth on Anthony. Okay. Lynn.
1: I just wanted to throw those hype
0: I'm trying to just establish the wins above Jason Garrett here. So I'm just going to be curious to see what they do with Kellen Moore because the offense has been so good for most of this season. I'm kind of worried that they're going to do the Jason Garrett thing with Kellen yeah. Moore. Yeah. And I just don't know if that's the answer. As much as I like Kellen Moore and think he's smart, I, I'm not sure that's the way to go. We're
1: going to be complaining about Kellen Moore in 2029. That's exactly
0: right. his <laughs> 10th season. I, I also... What do you think ends up happening with Dak? Do you think they've do you think he gets franchised? Do you think we're headed that yeah. direction? So
1: the numbers are pretty grim for the Cowboys. So if he gets tagged next year, we're looking at $33 million. After that, you're looking at over $40 million. And I think that Dak Prescott, we we already know he wants to bet on himself. I think there's a real I I, I think eventually he'll he'll take. A huge huge contract once Jerry Jones realized the financial realities of it all. But I think there's some Kirk Cousins vibes a little bit, just in the sense that like he Kirk Cousins is the only person who's ever bet on himself from the quarterback market and actually played the franchise tag game effectively and got 84 yeah. million dollars guaranteed. And when I and this is just me from afar saying this, but when you go in and you say I'm not taking 30 million dollars, as Dak Prescott did according to reports, he's looking for more of 40. I think, quite frankly, I know that that started out as a negotiation number. I think he's going to get 40 because if he gets tagged two times, he's already making 40 for one year. And the tag, as we know, is sort of a starting point for negotiations on that stuff. So Two
0: tags is typically how that works with guaranteed. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know, that, that's and that's so, where most agents would start.
1: And And so if you're getting edging closer to free agency and then, I mean – if he actually reaches true free agency, that's where the, the literally the sport changes. Literally the sport changes. If Dak Prescott continues to play like a superstar and gets to actual free agency, that's like like the cap keeps rising $10 million a year. I, I don't even, it would be irresponsible of me to give out a number um, that he might get per year. If he ever reached free agency and was the superstar in 2022 that we, we think he can be um, that would be ludicrous. And so that's, that's what's interesting to me. And that's also just the leverage he has. I mean, like Aaron Rodgers took, uh, took a deal with two years left on his deal um, two years ago. And so the tag is, is deeply unfair, but you can play it to your advantage. And Dak Prescott is probably going to play it to his advantage.
0: If he actually had free agency, I think it would be like three years, 125. One, that's, I, I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say three years, 120. I mean, I think that's, there's no question he would get that. So I just don't like, if you're Dallas, I, I this game of chicken is so weird to me. It, like, look at what happened with Washington and Kirk cousins, mm-hmm. I mean, Kirk cousins, uh, whatever you think about Kirk cousins, the Redskins are in a much worse place because they didn't end up paying Kirk cousins. So why do you want to play that game? If you're Dallas, it, it just, it feels like we're reaching almost an inevitable conclusion here. And I just don't get why they're going about it this way.
1: Yeah. So, Wentz and Golf are making in the low mid threes, like 32 and 33, something like that. I think right
0: now you just ask, you you give Dak 35 and just call it a day. Oh, I think you'd have to give him 36. He'd have to make more than Wilson. I think that's probably.
1: Yeah. No, that would be. That was Golf is at 33. Is that correct? Something like that. Whatever. you, You give him a little bit more than those guys, and and you call it a day. That would be my my offer, and I I would do everything I can to get it done. Uh, I would also 33, uh,
0: 33 and a half for golf. Right. And I think that's Wilson's I exactly 35. Oh, Wilson.
1: Right. Wilson's at 35. Right. Yeah. I think Wilson yeah. is more comparable right now to Prescott, even though I think Wilson's obviously a better player and more accomplished at this point. Um, but again, this is projecting forward and it's also leverage and all that stuff. I think the 2016 debate, as I've said a couple of times is, is, is over for right now, barring some crazy unforeseen surge by one of those guys. Prescott is the best quarterback from the 2016 draft class. Um, and until I see something different, he should be paid more than those guys, especially when you consider he bet on himself for half a season. And so I don't. Anyway, I just think that there's the 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 Zeke Elliott contract is is already aging pretty badly. Probably shouldn't give him fifty million dollars guaranteed. You want that money for Amari Cooper? Uh, it's the Cowboys are in a very very strange place, and I think that one of the things that, that I don't want to overrate is that the Patriots' defense and the Patriots in general can, can turn any team into a crisis really, really quickly because you know they make every offense look, look incompetent. They make so few mistakes and then force other teams to make a mistake. Jerry Jones is absolutely going crazy about the special team stuff, and I agree with that. But the Patriots are always going to have better special teams than you. Always. That's sort of what they do. They force teams to make mistakes on the edges, and, and that's kind of what happened on Sunday. And Stephon so, I,
0: Gilmore also erased Amari Cooper. It was incredible. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And so, I don't want to overstate how bad Sunday was because the Patriots make everybody look like that. But right now, the Cowboys have to do something to solve all their problems. And I, I don't, I don't think the status quo in 2020 is it. I just
0: don't understand how you can rationalize moving forward with this current iteration. It's it just, it's such a mistake because they, they have so much talent. They only have so long to do this. And I just, I can't believe that they could look at themselves in the mirror this offseason and think that Jason Garrett is the guy.
1: Well, I mean, like they kind of do this a lot. They kind of look at themselves in the mirror and then make irrational decisions. I saw this great stat that Brady is still undefeated against the Cowboys. He's 5 0. Oh. He's undefeated against five teams. Can you guess who they are? Just a couple. We don't need to go through all five, but just a couple. Well,
0: it's clearly not any of the AFC East teams. That's correct. Has he lost? He he's never lost to the Steelers, has he? Uh he has. When was that? Was uh, that, that I don't remember. I I can always I just remember him beating them pretty much every single time. Who, all right, who? What are they?
1: Well, one of them is the Chicago Bears. That's why I bring it up.
0: Oh God, that's no game. They're all
1: <laughs> NFC teams. This from this stats via the NFL. Cowboys, that snow
0: game eight years ago was Falcons, brutal. Bears, Vikings, Bucks. How many times has he played against the Bears though? Five. Twice? Five. Five. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's been a He's been elite for so long. Did he do
1: the Eternals, Eternal Sunshine thing
0: on Brady versus the Bears three times? I guess it was last year and then the snow game in 2011 and two more games besides that. That makes sense every four years. I don't remember the other two before that though. The snow game in last year are, are very painful for me. So, all right, let's move on. Yeah. The Bears won today. You didn't need to make me sad about the Bears during this podcast. Before we move on, let's take a quick break. If you're giving everyone on your list Bomba Socks this holiday, you deserve a spot in the Holiday Gift Giving Hall of Fame. Bomba Socks are soft, like made with the softest cotton in the world soft. They're built with extra cushioning, so whether you're walking the dog or chilling at home, you'll be comfortable. Bombas socks provide support in places you don't even know you needed it, like your arches. Each sock is built with a special arch support system that feels like a hug for your foot, and they're smooth across the top, no more annoying toe seams. Bombas makes all types of socks, dress socks for work, performance socks for working out, and limited edition holiday socks. They even have a line of merino wool socks that are soft, warm, and naturally moisture-wicked. Bombas is the gift everyone will love, even that person who is impossible to shop for. And for every pair you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Go to Bombas.com slash Ringer NFL and get 20% off any purchase during their big holiday sale, November 18th through December 5th. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Ringer NFL for 20% off. Bombas.com slash Ringer NFL. If you're in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Indiana, then listen up. There's something huge coming your way. And if you're not, I want to invite you to skip about 60 seconds ahead because this might sting a little bit. Okay, now that's just us, here it is. FanDuel knows that nothing brings people together like points. So this Thanksgiving, FanDuel Sportsbook is running special promos on over bets all day long. Let's be honest. You can never guarantee that Thanksgiving Day slate is going to set the world on fire. But when you bet the over, you always have something to look forward to. FanDuel's got a bunch of great promos to choose from. But here's my favorite: double winnings on any single game over bet. You heard that right. Just bet the over on any or all of the Thanksgiving Day games and earn up to 50 bucks bonus for each one that hits. If you're new to FanDuel, be sure to sign up with promo code RingerNFL to get your first bet risk-free. Just place any bet and get refunded up to 500 bucks in site credit if you don't win. One last time, visit FanDuel.com/bettheover to see the Thanksgiving Day promos. And if you're new, be sure to sign up with promo code RingerNFL to get your first bet risk-free. Must be 21 plus and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Indiana. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires seven days after receipt. Terms and restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net, or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, let's get the stock up. Who do you want to start with? I'd like to
1: start with the Seattle Seahawks.
0: I, that was an ugly, ugly game. I expected to be more entertained by that game. It was not easy to watch.
1: So, Carson Wentz, huh?
0: it's ab- brutal I-, I mean we all we were talking about this last week we keep trying to convince ourselves that the Eagles are gonna be okay and they just don't seem to be okay uh
1: okay. I wish yeah I wish they were okay I mean this is this is a a bad football team that still has the chance because of what the NFC East looks like they still have the chance to become the team they thought we thought they were going to be uh listen there's a lot of mediocrity in the NFL so let's not kind of again, right the obituary for that for them yet. But I did not I but I, I came away thinking less of both of these teams. But from my perspective, uh a win is a win for for Seattle. Russell Wilson is the first quarterback in history to lead his team to a winning record in his first eight seasons. And that will that that was clinched today. So congratulations to Russell Wilson. Um but yeah, I mean this is I, I guess we should have expected this. Um, you know, I I thought Shakim Griffin had an, an awesome game, and I was just happy to see that. That's that's such a um, you know, I think that the Seahawks defense is is shaping up to be a really good, solid defense. We saw this today, but I just also think that, you know, Carson Wentz just 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 can't do anything. Um and I, I guess my question to you would be, you know, we talked a little bit about the 2016 quarterback class and and we can debate that ad nauseum but with Carson Wentz right now what is he going forward not only for the rest of this season but then 2020 2021 as well
0: I think today was kind of a a terrible game for him I think for the most part he's been okay this year you know we had a long conversation about him on the Thursday show and it's been tough to judge him just because it's been hard to work with what they have on offense this year it really has and today was a terrible, terrible game, and it's probably the worst he's looked all season. But I think moving forward, there's definitely a way, and there's definitely a world where it's going to be okay with him. I don't look at that contract and think, "What were they doing?" If, you know, for the most part, if you look at the numbers on that deal, it's actually pretty palatable. You know, his cap number next season is eighteen million dollars, and then after that, I don't think there's a year where he makes more than thirty three until like twenty twenty two. And when you think about what Jared Goff is making and what some of these other guys around the league are making, it's a really well-structured contract. So it's the number looks really big, but I don't think it's going to be a burden for them. Uh, today was an awful day, but I, I still think that there are brighter days ahead with him.
1: Hey, so there's that stack going around now. Carson Wentz is three and eight against teams with entered a game with a winning record uh, last two seasons. Is every quarterback just have that now? Every I time think that it's harder I, to
0: beat good teams. Yeah, I know.
1: But like I just think it's so funny. Every time someone loses now, it's like Kirk Cousins had that for a while. He hadn't even beaten a team like that. I mean, I guess so Wentz was nine and eight against a team's winning record in 16 and 17. I, I don't know. I I just thought that was that, that's a very funny thing now, where basically every quarterback has that record. I, I don't even know how that works. Uh, I guess Tom Brady's just undefeated against a bunch of teams. And then Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins and all these other guys are just like three and eight against against winning teams. Anyway. Yeah, I
0: think the Patriots are really good every year and I think that yeah. after, uh, other than that, it's really hard to beat good teams.
1: Yeah. Well, that good team is always the Patriots and Tom Brady's undefeated against everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's how this, that's how this math works. But yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. Um, I, this is, again, the game I thought that was still going to happen, um, but I was, I was very, very disappointed in the Eagles who were not going to be the team that, the, you know, they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl maze.
0: I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that ship is probably... Looking still. less
1: and less likely. Uh, I, Carson Wentz also said that uh, Philly fans have the right to boo him, which I would stress uh, would probably happen whether or not he gave them consent or not.
0: All right, let's get to our next stock up here. Is Ryan Tannehill going to be the starting quarterback for the Titans next year? I believe he is, yes. I think he is, too. I, I just don't see a world where that doesn't happen. I mean, maybe they draft, maybe they draft someone, but... It's starting to look more and more like this is going to be the answer for at least the short term. I want to ask you if
1: the Titans are good, but I also don't want to ask you if the Titans are good because we don't want this conversation to last for three hours.
0: I, I have no answer for you. It's going to last 10 seconds because I don't know the answer. I have no idea how good the Titans are ever. That That's just my resting state with this franchise.
1: I kind of feel like the conversation is us just stammering for three hours. What do you think the answer is? I I don't know either, but there's a lot more us and just being completely befuddled by everything that I've seen. I mean, like this is, this is a weird team. I will say Derek Henry ran this from next gen stats ran 20.6 miles per hour. On his touchdown today, and no one has run twenty or more miles per hour more times than him, except Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. Like this guy is a really, really good athlete. I know we I mean I won the Heisman and all that, but he's a he's a damn good player, and I think that Ryan Tannehill being rejuvenated, you know I saw a couple stats where he was basically had done things today that no one since Steve McNair had done with his arms and his legs. In Tennessee. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that the, you know, Marcus Mariota is not getting his job back. That's over. And now it just comes down to do the Titans are the Titans even one of those teams who are looking next year. I don't know the answer.
0: I don't, if they chose to roll with Tannehill, I wouldn't be upset about that. They've actually looked pretty good. And I think that they have some talent on both sides of the ball. And I don't know if it's the best long-term plan. But if you're kind of sitting there, you're Tennessee. What's their record right now? Six and five. five. So you're six and five. Let's say they end up nine and seven. You have the 17th pick in the draft. That's not an easy place to get a quarterback. It's there. There's probably a good chance with the way they've spent their money that whoever you picked wouldn't give you a better shot next year than Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to give Tannehill a, two-year, $40 million deal? Is, is that so terrible?
1: Hmm. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, how, how much would he get on the open market if he was a free agent?
0: I'd say 20 is a safe bet. I think mean, that's the going that's rate for starting quarterbacks money. right now.
1: That's a lot of money.
0: I don't know. I, I Case Keenum got three years, 54 from, from Denver. That's kind of my baseline.
1: Yeah. Case Keenum also, you know, I think that, team's overrate playoff success case keenum won a playoff game he he was the quarterback of a really talented Vikings every team. starting
0: quarterback on a veteran contract right now makes more than 18 million dollars a year i'm aware of that every, i'm just saying every single I, one
1: i know i'm just saying first of all there's going to be a really really crowded veteran quarterback market this offseason
0: That's, that may push it down
1: andy dalton Jameis winston a Lot of Cam Newton, who should make more than twenty million dollars, um, and he, by the way, is still under contract. But and yeah, might, but I might just if come back. Traded, he'll get extended. No, I know. I mean, also just might come back to, to Carolina. But I don't know. I I, I mean, listen, there, there's a lot of football left to be played. Um, I I will say that I have no idea. In the same way that I just can't even fathom whether or not the Titans are good, I cannot fathom what's going on with the AFC sixth seed. Do you know who has it right now?
0: I actually don't. Don't I, look. Don't yeah, look. After, don't. No,
1: no, no. Don't look. I know the answer. Did you already look Colts? it up? It's, it's, a, it's, it's the a, it's Pittsburgh Steelers. Jesus. The Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> led by <laughs> Duck Hodges, who I didn't even know we were referring to. as I know that the guy's, Hodges' nickname was, was Duck, but I didn't know we re, he just replaced his first name.
0: So there are three teams that are six. There are four teams that are six and five. Uh Uh-huh. So the Steelers thing might be temporary.
1: I'm aware of that. But, I mean, so first of all, you have, here are the six and five teams. It's Tennessee, it's Oakland, and it's Pittsburgh.
0: (laughs) The Bills have a two-game lead in the wild card.
1: Cleveland, Cleveland. According to 538, has actually a better chance because of their schedule to make the playoffs than Tennessee or Oakland. They are at 30%. The,
0: the Browns absolutely could make the playoffs. They're, they're, they're five, they're and, five six. and six right now. Oh, God. It, it just, all of this stuff doesn't matter anyway because none of these teams are actually any good, even though we don't know how good the Titans are. So the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl no matter what. So all of this just seems to be for naught. But I really have enjoyed just with the mess that the 60 in the AFC has been this year.
1: I I I gotta tell you something. This Texans Texans Steelers is going straight into that Cardinals Panthers Memorial
0: Saturday afternoon slot. <laughs> uh, Who's st- who are the starting quarterbacks in that game? In that Cardinals Panthers uh, game, it
1: wasn't. Ryan Lindley, right? It wasn't Drew Stanton because he got hurt.
0: I thought it was Ryan Lindley.
1: Was it Ryan Lindley? That was an. Aw- oh, I was a terrible. 2014.
0: Starting quarterbacks in that game were Ryan Lindley oh. and Cam Newton. Ryan Lindley finished 16 of 28 for 82 yards in yeah. a play in a playoff game.
1: I thought there were more injuries than that. Was John no. Skelton
0: around for that? John Skelton was not a part of this. No. I think that was a little bit earlier. This is a Ryan Lindley game, man. 16 to 28 for
1: 82 yards. John Skelton, not even the top John Skelton on Wikipedia because there was an English poet and tutor to King Henry VIII. What a disaster for Skelton.
0: Kerwin Williams also had 10 carries for 23 yards. The Arizona offense was not very good that day.
1: Skelton in 2014 didn't make the Cardinals. He was on the team.
0: Tough scene. Uh, speaking of the AFC playoffs, let's give a quick stock up to the bills because it seems like the bills are definitely going to make the playoffs right now. Yep. Yep. Good for them. I I mean, we, I think that we both have the same opinion about the bills. I wrote about Josh Allen last week and I kind of gave a nod to this in in what I wrote. They're a year ahead of where they should be right now. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how good the bills are. They've won a lot of games against very bad teams. I'm not sure they're an actual threat in the AFC, but I also think they're going to have about $80 million in cap space next year and a couple holes to fill. And they're progressing in the right direction. And, you know, good for them. I'm excited for Bill's fans to get to have a playoff game. That's pretty much all I have to say about that.
1: How about Frank Gore passing Barry Sanders? Third all-time in rush yards now. That's incredible. Frank Gore is going to make the
0: Hall of Fame, which I don't know how I feel about that. I feel great about it. I I like Frank Gore. I I support Frank Gore and all he does. I also think that, Playing for a long time and accumulating stats is not the most impressive way to get into the. I mean, of
1: fame. but I'd rather Frank Gore be in the Hall of Fame than like some, dork quarterback.
0: Oh yeah, I'd rather Frank Gore be in the Hall of Fame than Eli Manning. But that's what about Philip Rivers? I, 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 that's not what I'm at. Well, that, this it's unfair of you to ask me that. You, you what, know how I what, feel about what? Philip Rivers. I
1: understand that, but I'd rather see Frank Gore make the Hall of Fame than Philip Rivers.
0: I'm fine with Phil Rivers being in the Hall of Fame. Phil okay. Rivers was a very good quarterback well, for a very probably,
1: long time. All three of this, we will probably go into the Hall of Fame. Do you feel better?
0: Yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, good for all of them. All right, let's get to stock down. The Green Bay Packers did not have a very good day. A lot of, a lot
1: of stock downs, stocks down, and the Green Bay <laughs> Packers are are among them. I, will, I want to say this. The 49ers, to me, even though Kyler Murray had success against them, Last week, the 49ers to me are almost in the Patriot zone where they are so capable of sending a team into crisis that you almost can't really, you can't really believe what you're seeing. I I, I kind of think that you have to throw out how you did against 49ers. If you get your, you, the, the brakes blown off you, right? There's a stat I saw from uh stats LLC. That was interesting. The Patriots and 49ers are the 12th and 13th teams since the merger. To outscore their opponents by 15 or more points per game through 11 games. Okay, 10 of those 11 previous teams won, made the Super Bowl. Eight of them won. Okay, so despite all the schedule stuff, and you know, Lord knows that that both these teams have played a lot of bad quarterbacks, but the Patriots are supposed the, to beat the shit that, out of teams that are saying. worse that's than That's what I'm you. saying. That's what I'm saying. The Patriots and the 49ers are just destroying teams. And if you're one of those teams, I don't think you, you overstate it. I, I, I think that I came into this game thinking the Packers were not among the elite of the NFC, and I, I still believe that. I didn't learn a whole
0: lot except that maybe the gap was bigger than I thought. The Packers' weaknesses have really kind of come to light over the last few weeks. I think that their offensive line depth is a serious concern. I mean, after Belaga went down, they were done. I mean, they it had absolutely no chance to stop that front with Alex light in the game. And I think that their secondary has been an issue. I and mean, Kevin King had a really terrible night tonight. I think that their safety play has struggled at times this year. I think they've struggled to defend the middle of the field they Have they been really good in stretches and they have some really good players on that team. But I think that what's wrong with them right now is going to hold them back in a way that the other good teams in the NFC aren't going to get held back.
1: So, let's quickly rank the NFC teams in your opinion. Is San Francisco number one for you?
0: Probably. Yeah. I I still think New Orleans is in that conversation for me. Yeah, New Orleans looked very, very strange today, dude. Yeah, it was an odd day. I mean, it's been an odd stretch for them. They looked really good last week, but that Falcons game now looks weird. You know, they they gave up a ton of points to Kyle Allen today. I don't know. I, I still have a lot of faith in that team. But I it's been an odd couple weeks for them. I will definitely admit that
1: I saw Aaron Schatz today in the press box, and we were watching a little bit of Red Zone, and we were talking about it, and he, he brought this up and said, so, you know, every statistically, the Saints continue to just look great. And every time we looked up at the television, they just looked off. And that's kind of what the Saints have looked like this year, where it's just for some reason, there's something missing with the eye test. I'm not sure what that is, And I think that eventually once, you know, listen breeze has been out, the whole that whole deal but I think that I'm just not there on the Saints being on the same level as the Niners just yet I would say Niners Saints and then would you go of the three Seattle Minnesota Green Bay who would you have third I'd have Seattle
0: that's tough that's tough for me I I guess I'd probably say Seattle because of how well Wilson's played all year but I also I don't know. I think Minnesota's really good. I that that tier to me is very crowded. That's what I would say. Okay. I think those the two teams you that you mentioned first are, I kind of think in a class above everyone else. And I think that those next three teams are a step below, but they're all right there.
1: Yeah. I think that that's that's probably fair. Um and then, you know, there's just a, a host of just really Disappointing, crappy NFC teams. I didn't want to talk about.
0: Let's get to one of those right now. Uh, stock down, Matt Patricia. When, when, you, when you lose to this Washington team, it's clearly not going very well for you.
1: This is one of those things where, okay, Matt Stafford has a serious injury. There's, there were some reports, oh, he wants to play again this year. That, that's usually a, a bad sign. But I, I don't care if you or I are quarterback, I don't care if Drew Driscoll is your quarterback. You can't lose to the Washington Redskins. There were like eleven people in the crowd. Dwayne Haskins it, the t- missed, were four dollars this week. Dwayne Haskins missed the final play because he was taking a s- selfie with fans. Like the Redskins are just completely. I, I I don't even know. You're not you're not allowed to lose to Bill Callahan. You're not allowed to lose to the
0: Redskins. This is the, the Lions lost to a team today whose quarterback went 13 of 29 for 156 yards. Like if your quarterback is Jeff Driscoll, that's a problem. But you also played against a team who does not have competent quarterback play. Dude, you know who continues to look like an awesome coach? Jim Caldwell. Yeah. yeah I, the fact that Jim Caldwell actually did something with this Lions team is remarkable. Like Matt Patricia. Should we fire Matt Patricia? If they fired him after the season, would you think that's unreasonable? No. I don't think so either. I mean, they, they have made absolutely no progress. I, mean, I like their offense this no year. no progress. I, exactly. I think that they've been more fun to watch. I think that the style of play they've had on offense has lent to Matthew Stafford actually being pretty good this season. But for the most part, they have made very little progress. And Matt Patricia is supposed to be a defensive coach. So whatever progress has been made by the offense – I am not impressed with what their defenses looked like all season. I mean, it's just, this is not a good team and, and I just don't know what the answer is right now. They're 26th in defensive DVOA after spending a lot of money this off season.
1: Yep. Going out and getting Trey
0: flowers, all that. I just, and Justin Coleman, they spent a lot Coleman. of money. This is, this is a team that made a dip into free agency this year. Uh, this is not a team that's in some sort of rebuilding stage. They wanted to be good this season. I will
1: say this. I do not think Matt Patricia would win 13 games with the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. One more stock down. What the hell happened to the Raiders today? Man. What a tough one. What a, I,
1: I, last week, I, I decided on Slow News Day I was no longer making fun of J- John Gruden. And then he immediately gets his doors blown off by Sam
0: Darnold, Adam Gase, and the New York Jets. What was that? Uh, I, that was easily the most shocking result of the day today. I, I just could not believe that as this team is trying to make the playoffs, that this is what happened. I, 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 they pulled their quarterback against the jets.
1: Uh well, you know, going West to East, maybe there was some problems there. I don't know. I just thought the Raiders had more talent than this. I thought that, They've been a good
0: team this year. like Legitimately, they've been a good team, especially on offense. And to not be able to do anything against this Jets team is just absolutely mind-boggling.
1: Yeah. Um, so Sam Darnold, his last three games, uh, seven touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, one pick, 65% completion percentage. And I saw our boss, Sean Fennessy tweet out that the Darnold thing, quote, seems real again. I don't know if I would go that far. But I'm, I've been incur- I do not think that Sam Darnold is is among the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. And statistically, he was for I don't either a, for a large part of the season. I think he's just kind of I think Sam Darnold is returning to kind of what he is, which is a, a pretty good quarterback.
0: I thought he was really impressive against Dallas, which is why. Well, yeah, what happened was over the, the weirdest game was of, kind of the of year. Surprising to me. It, I was I was very it was surprising to me just to watch what happened to him after that game because I was like when he came back healthy I was like all right but what let's I, I'm interested in this and it, it just seems like he's closer to this guy than he was in those couple games after the Cowboys win I, I just don't think he's a bad quarterback
1: I'm with you so the Je- the Jets just continue to be involved in weird games the Cowboys game was one of the weirdest games of the year that Dolphins game was just just outrageous. The th- the uh, and then today just a 34 to 3 drubbing of a team we thought was going to make the playoffs.
0: It, the AFC is drunk. It, it's really remarkable. I, I, I've really I've enjoyed watching it. I, I just don't know anything oh. about it aside. From and the then fact that also, the by the way, we,
1: we didn't even talk about the fact that the Jets already decided committed this week to bring Adam Gase back, which you got to do. I you mean, they already did. They, they said, no, that no, no. Was, that's what I said. Yeah. They happen. said, Chris Johnson came out and said,
0: we're bringing Adam Gase back, which I'm not totally sure why you had to give him a vote of confidence. I mean, the, the tanking situation gets more funny every single week. The, the Bengals have this locked up now because the Redskins have two wins. Yep. The Giants have two wins. The jets are, how many wins do the jets have now? The jets are four and seven. <laughs> the, jets. <laughs> the jets are going to make the playoffs. The Jets have – they absolutely – could they? Is that possible?
1: Uh, yeah, they have less than 1% chance, but it's possible according to 538. Oh, the, Jets the, where, right the, the Jets have the same record as the Chargers. The Jets have the same record as the Jaguars and the Chargers. And the Bucks. Oh. they have a better record than the, the Lions. I love they're, that we do this every single they're year. Two, hey. They're two games up on the Giants.
0: We go through this every year with the AFC, and, and none of it matters. The Patriots Speaking of the, the make NFC –
1: Speaking of the NFC, are you upset that the uh, the Falcons' hot streak came to an end? <laughs> via uh, v- via via, uh, they are becoming uh, the heaviest player, heaviest player to to ever scored a ta- touchdown. touchdown? I, that, yeah.
0: That's an amazing stat. I'm not sure how he feels about that, but hey, I, I, I certainly enjoyed points. it. Points <laughs> are points,
1: points or points.
0: I just yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the Falcons are. Uh, we're, we're ever very good. I think that this is kind of a mirage, so good for the Falcons.
1: Adam Gase getting the Jets to four wins. That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> All right. You have a challenge flag you want to throw outside yeah, of just throwing it on the I entire to NFL today?
1: A literal flag at the tripping surge. That was so an awful call. Kevin Seifert tweets out that there were seven tripping calls in the entire NFL. In the entire league going into Sunday. And there were three today. Two basically cost the Cowboys two big drives. And then there was one in Philadelphia, I believe. I saw him tweet out as well. Uh, I don't know what's going on. This is, that's a weird call. I saw someone said, Riley McAtee said something, that uh, they Linemen have to have their feet on the ground at all times, which doesn't seem possible. It's not possible since, since that's what yeah walking, for instance, would be a violation of that. Which apparently, if you looked at the the replay, walking is a violation because I don't think anyone did anything wrong. um I think that there's a real we've talked about this with holding Twitter right where there's a real capability to just ruin the sport if you want to ca- start calling everything by the letter of the law. Same with pass interference there's just it's just a very complicated sport and uh my advice is to stop calling tripping
0: yeah it's I, I, the points of emphasis with the officials this year have been confusing to say the least i mean we've had the pass interference just, stuff uh,
1: but also just changes week to week
0: i know and that, that's the weirdest part about it is i just don't understand the vacillations and what's being called and why it, it's and if you're a team that's trying to just operate. It just seems difficult right now because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to be emphasized every single week. You don't know how these plays are just going to be able to torpedo drives. It just, yeah, I, it makes absolutely no sense to me. And I, the, the surge this late in the season is very confusing.
1: I mean, it hurts the product. Yes. Games are ruined. Listen, the Cowboys did a lot to ruin themselves on Sunday. A lot but let the cowboys screw themselves up they'll do it if you give them the chance they will do it they helped them they helped screw themselves a lot on sunday but i think that you come away from every game now feeling very unsatisfied because there's always some strange call that makes no sense that's not obvious that, that changed the the course of the game and that's what happened on sunday with two tripping calls that was just strange it was bizarre it doesn't even make people angry. It just makes people say, what? What the
0: hell? I don't have a challenge flag because it feels like we've been throwing challenge flags for this entire show because it was a pretty brutal day. So uh, I'll just throw another one at Jason Garrett. What do you think we're going to be talking about this week? Do you think it's because Cowboys panic?
1: Yeah, probably Cowboys panic. Uh, probably some Eagles panic, which is funny because one of those teams are going to make the playoffs.
0: I know. And they play each other, I think, next week, right? That's no week, week 16. sixteen, week sixteen, yeah, yeah week I sixteen. For some reason, Brian Curtis. Now week. we're talking
1: about that. Brian Curtis. and we were talking about that game. It's can you not see just like pitch black at three p.m. That game. You know Troy and Joe on the call and that that for the NFC Championship. That's when the NFC
0: Championship. I'm really excited about that game. I forgot that the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving, which reminds me that I have to watch the Bears play the Lions on Thanksgiving, which I just am not interested in whatsoever.
1: Matt Patricia against Matt Nagy, the battle of, <laughs> the battle of two guys who, who would not win 13 games with the Cowboys?
0: The Bears are five and six, which is just... It, hey, it's who would a do the year. worst job with the Cowboys? Who's the worst coach in the NFL, would you, you say? Might be
1: Matt Patricia. Hey, would uh, Bruce Arians win 13 games with the Cowboys?
0: I would take Bruce Arians over Jason Garrett. Okay. Would Doug
1: Marone win 13 games with the Cowboys? Probably not. Uh, I don't know about that one,
0: dude. I think he might. <laughs> Doug Morone's team is four and seven, Kevin. Brian, oh, all right, last one. Brian Flores? I don't know. That's a tough one. It's, it's hard to
1: judge Brian Flores at this point. All right. Let me ask you, let me ask you the opposite question. How many, how many wins would Jason Garrett get if he coached the Dolphins?
0: <laughs> the, the answer is zero. So we don't even have to worry about that. <laughs> the
1: answer is zero. Let's end on that.
0: All right. We get Lamar on national television tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. Thank God. Uh, It's going to be a nice little reprieve from from the day that it was in the NFL. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to the Ringer NFL show on the Ringer podcast network. We'll uh, we'll be back later this week. We will not be recording on Thursday, obviously, because it's Thanksgiving, but we will have a show for you previewing week 13. So be on the lookout for that on Wednesday. And uh, until then, enjoy Lamar Jackson and primetime.